Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, financial, time, location, and health freedom. And today we have a special guest, um, Ashton Brazo. He's going to talk to us all about um, growing and scaling your company and your business. And he's an expert in the fitness equipment, buying and selling of equipment. Um, the principles discuss here you can apply to any aspect so i'll let him introduce himself so ashton welcome yeah thank you very much chris i appreciate it yeah um i know you know i really love entrepreneurs because um there's so many lessons and it really they're kind of core principles and you can apply them to anything you can apply them to the technology software product service so um Tell us uh, how you got started, you know, what your company is about, and we'll get into the meat of the show. Yeah. So uh, we started this business as a side hobby. Uh, it was me and my wife, and we um, were locked down during the pandemic, as a lot of other people were. Um, right about March of 2020, we were looking at getting a home gym together because all of the gyms that we wanted to get gym memberships at were closed. And so we bought our first uh it's called a squat rack so it's basically a four pose rack with some safety rods to keep you from killing during our lift and it was lime green i'll never forget it it was a titan t3 rack and it was glorious and i think i sold that for almost double what i had paid for it when i was looking to then upgrade to another rack because i liked the rack but it just didn't feel sturdy enough to me and right about the time, everything in the gym equipment and fitness equipment space was exploding. So I went right back around to, to sell it, not even a few weeks later, and it had doubled in value. So at that point, I figured maybe there's a market for this stuff, even if it's temporary. And so I started flipping items, refurbishing stuff and flipping, um, finding bulk lots of things to sell. And I had, a, had fun with that for a few months. And then at one some point, I realized I'm actually, I've got recurring customers now, people that, are, it was, you know, shed in our backyard kind of situation. And uh, there was a lot of people showing up at the house. And at that point, I looked at my wife and I went, maybe this could become something bigger. And right about that exact same time, providentially, our business was, or, or the company I was working for was offering us a uh, package to leave the company, basically. And so... I was like, ah, I'm not sure about that. They gave us about six or eight months to, to think it over. And uh, so I, I, you know, talked to my wife about that. We're like, my wife was and has been from the get go, just full bore. Let's do it. Quit your job now. How about yesterday? How about the day before that? Because I was miserable. And I was like, no, let's let's test this out. Let's be careful. Let's do some case studies and things. So we did that for six months and the business just took off. I mean, it just absolutely murdered um, and in July, we went to an LLC. In November, I quit my job, took the package, and we've just been riding this wave ever since. So we 
Uh, Freedom Fitness Equipment is the name of the company. Um, we buy and sell fitness equipment. Mainly, um, I've got a big heart for used commercial grade equipment because it's just so much better and better built. Um, I've seen Nordic Track treadmills crack in half under you know normal loads, um, so we don't sell that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun because um, unlike my other job, which is in financial services, this is actually rewarding, and I can see the direct impact to the consumer. You know, health and fitness is a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah that's a really interesting story. I remember, you know, uh, I was I remember just during the pandemic, people because all the gyms were closed, and then people were just on Facebook Marketplace and you know uh, eat Craigslist, you know, wanting to buy like gym equipment so they could work out um which is interesting and then um like i even saw like 24-hour fitness i'm not sure if that franchise is in the, there but uh they, they would close down and they would sell all their equipment for really discounted prices so oh wow yeah that was uh but uh what's interesting is you know you talk about you know this is interesting is really how did you grow a business you know from your backyard to a nationwide company in less than a year yeah, so that was pretty difficult to to scale. But uh, for most entrepreneurs, the shipping and freight is the is the most difficult part of the puzzle, right? Because you go from hyper local. If you can if you can do it right and you can scale, you go from hyper hyper local to nationwide with millions of eyeballs. And um, so I figured out early on that I need to find a way to be able to ship everywhere in the United States. So at the time we had some sort of a basic website. I think I was on a platform called Big Com, or I think I was on Wix initially, and then Big Commerce. And those platforms didn't really have great uh, options for integrating anything except for USPS and UPS shipping, which is fine for smaller stuff. But we have, I mean, you know, fitness equipment. So that stuff is huge. Treadmill is, you know, gigantic. And so I need to figure out a way to uh, grow the business in a way and scale the business in a way to where. Not only would I look big and be and have enough inventory for customers all over the United States, but I'd also be de-risking myself. So I'd, I'd be, um, you know, uh, once COVID stopped, I wouldn't have to be just reliant on the Charlotte metro area for business. And so early on, I figured out there was a, there was a couple of websites that I used um, to 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 scale that. So on our on our on our physical website for Freedom Fitness Equipment. We would put uh, call for shipping quotes, and while that wasn't automated, um, it allowed us to pick up the phone or call somebody or talk to somebody that that needed that was in California and say, "Hey, we can get something out out there." And what we used were two sites: uship.com and shipley.com, and they're basically shipper aggregators, people that got trucks, trailers, box trucks all over the U.S., tractor trailers, and they just make routes and they'll add your item to their route usually at a, at a greatly discounted uh, a cost to you. And they'll drive it out to California if you want uh, for the right price. So that's how we did most of our business uh, early on before we had automated a lot of that shipping and how we got nationwide pretty quickly because within the first, I'd say six months, I figured out there's these websites that aggregate rates. We can ship out to, heck, if I wanted to go to, um, I, I could even ship out to Canada if I wanted to. They had that capability, um, but we kept it within the lower 48. So I got business that most people weren't getting, um, particularly on eBay, from like California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, New York, New Jersey, instead of just this this local stuff. So our sales got even better uh, after that because 
you couldn't find i mean you thought if you thought um my area was locked down hard talk about new york and california my goodness it was a whole nother ball game um, and those guys were dying for good fitness equipment so um that's how we were able to scale early on uh just in a very small way we I w- i've always wanted to become or i've always wanted to be a national brand and a nationally recognized brand and now we get calls regularly from i just was talking to a couple of guys from T- tennessee we've outfitted a gym in uh uh where was it east ridge we've got guys regularly calling us from florida new york maryland out texas and i had uh a few connections um as of a few months ago that were still ordering from us in california so now it's more automated but in the first year um, i was able to figure that out and i, I it's it's not it's not easy You've got a lot of back and forth with shippers and suppliers, but when our when our turnover was fairly low, we didn't have a lot of inventory. It was much more manageable. Now all that's automated, and we have freight, you know, carriers and stuff. But uh, that really put us on the map. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I have, uh, you know, in addition to the ideas, um, what's interesting is that um, my my question is um, with uh, with the supply chain disruption with COVID. Mm-hmm. Did you experience any um, limitations in supply and ever like uh, where you basically, you know, you had so much orders, but you couldn't ship ship it because, you know, there's nothing to, there's no product. Yeah. So that's always been a struggle and always will be a struggle for guys like me, particularly during the pandemic, inventory was insanely low. So you had to be really on top for a reseller. You had to really be on top of um, finding good deals. So if you saw something on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or you got a call from somebody, you better be offering them top dollar and you better go be picking everything up that day. Normally, the guys that did that could be extremely successful. Also, if you were willing to sacrifice a little bit of margin, you are good to go. Um, so basically pay more, make a little bit less. And uh, and yeah, I mean that. So, yes, it was tough. I mean, we had. Um, I did a little bit of retail arbitrage. So like I would see a deal on um, walmart.com. They were deeply discounting some weight plates. And I would buy that and I would just wait for the sale to go away and we'd sell it at retail rate. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, like some of these other companies during the time had um, some good deals, but they were very, they were like flash sales. So we would buy up some of that inventory and then, and then resell it locally. Um, but now we actually have like legitimate wholesale, you know, relationships with suppliers at really good rates where we don't need to buy, you know, at 10% off retail and sell it for 10% margin. Um, we can actually give people really good rates and, and our inventory, uh, we really don't have a problem with that now. Um, but early on it was definitely tough because if you weren't on it and we weren't big, that was the other thing too. A lot of these big suppliers, like we've got several folks here locally who do the same thing I do and at but at a totally different scale so they've got the money to throw at an entire life fitness or sorry uh yeah life fitness gym that's closing down whereas i'm a guy with a shed or like 2,000 square feet of warehouse space i could not possibly fit all of that in there if i wanted to uh it would fall over uh, on me so (laughs) Um, so that was that was a little bit limiting for us early on was um, do I have enough space for this because there were plenty of opportunities with gyms closing but they were also getting snapped up by some of the bigger guys who had to, had the funds to throw at it and prices were still high even for you know resellers buying stuff so Interesting. it was challenging yeah and uh, were most of most of your customers they're um, just like uh, you know like 
average people they just want to build a home gym or was it like they want to like was it like fitness centers they want to start a like outdoor what, what what was your client customer like like that yeah so uh we still got a decent base of home gym owners um because that demographic has permanently shifted so in the past home gyms were a thing but they weren't really that big they were maybe three percent i think of two three percent of um you know total gym goers and it shot up to like oh gosh probably 20 or 30 percent during the pandemic and now it's down and and probably equalizing out somewhere at i don't know six to ten percent maybe yeah. uh but yeah that that number has permanently increased for anybody listening you know if you've got if you if you thought you know home gyms weren't a thing i mean they're definitely a thing now um and more popular than ever rep fitness titan rogue life fitness pre-core hammer strength they all all even these commercial brands came out with home gym lines almost overnight mm -hmm. uh pre prx exploded all these wall mount racks because you couldn't find space and so we capitalized on that and all of mo most of our customers were home gym owners we didn't really have particularly during the height of the pandemic we really didn't have commercial gyms or personal training studios coming to us we did have a couple people one lady was really clever about how she did this uh, we did have a couple of personal trainers come in and buy stuff from us. There was one lady who, um, I'll never forget it. She uh, bought a set of mobile like squat stands, a bar and some plates. And she literally went to the park. Her clients would meet her at the park and she would do workouts in the parking lot. It was amazing. <laughs> so she was her own mobile exercise program. Nice. Uh, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just resistance bands, which was really cool. So. A lot of that innovation popped up during the pandemic and so we serviced home gym owners some personal trainers who are still doing one-on-ones really not much of the commercial gym space because that was just getting destroyed and people were running out of business for that yeah it's it's i really interest it's very interesting to see the types of create creativity and the what what people came up with you know to cope with the restrictions and the lockdowns and you know some of these uh, business models will be, you know, the future Airbnbs or Ubers, you know, down the line. So um, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. You also talked about what I found interesting was you figured out a way to automate the um, whole um, the shipping process, like the mm -hmm. quotes and all of that. Tell us, you don't have to give us detail, but just, you yeah. know, kind of general, how, what, uh, what that entail? That's, that's, yeah. So the automation is really easy, actually. So because we're on a e-commerce platform that has a lot of apps that you can plug in, uh, there's other platforms that do this, Shopify, WooCommerce. They all have plugins that you can down, you essentially download to your shop and then plug in via getting technical here apis basically it the, the the app talks to your system and um what that does is if somebody wants um a squat rack and the squat rack is 80 inches high 45 inches wide and 30 inches deep those dimensions will automatically populate based on what i've put in to the customer's cart so that when they go to check out and they put in their zip code it'll calculate a freight rate based on their location and the dimensions and weight of the item. And I don't have to do anything once I plugged in those dimensions uh, to the system and just automatically calculate. So it makes the customer's life easier because they can add whatever they want to the cart and see a you know a bulk rate. Uh, and it makes my life easier because I don't have to continuously quote out custom every single time. And you know, it's, it's hard with, you know, if you get you know, a truckload full of stuff that somebody wants, obviously that's going to be custom because 
I'm not going to charge somebody $25,000 for freight as if it was being purchased piece by piece. But I found for the most part that those rates are pretty good. And even though it might take a little bit longer for some providers to reach people, uh, because we we try to keep the rates as, as low as possible, but sometimes that means sacrificing time of delivery. Uh, we found that the, the providers are actually really good for us and um, people are generally pretty happy. We had a few exceptions like around the holidays where it got crazy, but um, yeah, the automation for us has been very simple. You just plug into the system and it spits out a rate at checkout, which is really nice. Nice. That's interesting. What do you, uh, what did, what did, you know, based on this, uh, you know, what, what do you see the, like the quote, next big thing in the world of fitness and fitness equipment? Yeah. So, there's a lot of talk now about connected home gyms or sorry connected gyms and technology integrating with uh, fitness equipment there's a lot of people who are still stuck on this analog thinking where i'm just going to lift heavy things and it's iron and metal and clanging and banging and that's fine i mean they're probably that that will always be an element of the gym and fitness experience but with the pandemic, you saw a lot of providers pop up like Peloton, like Nordic Track, like, uh, you know, Tempo, Tonal, that created smart gym equipment. And in some cases, you know, like Tonal has got an all-in-one system that you can just run via a mirror on your screen, you know, on your in your home. I think that's going to become more and more prevalent. And it's, partic- it's going to help people because if, for example, uh, my neck of the woods, uh, I love powerlifting. So a powerlifter who wants to have the perfect like lifting um, pattern, so they want to be perfectly vertical, have their shins in a certain position with their legs, and like there are apps that will help you to do that. Mm-hmm. And if they can ever integrate that technology with a squat rack, with a barbell, so that all you have to do is open your app, I see exactly what kind of mistakes I'm making, here's how to correct those mistakes. That'll be huge, both competitively as well as just casually, because you can lift more weight, have more fun, see some data, and um, I think the providers that step on that are going to be uh, going to do very well. The problem is cost. Currently, it's very expensive to do all of that, but I think over time, that's going to get more and more. You know, it's going to get better and more cost effective. That's what I see long term. Um, Short term, I've got some predictions which I've put out on YouTube about, you know, where I think the fitness market is going. I think it's going to get a lot tougher with the recession next year in the next six to 12 months to find used gym equipment, to find reasonably priced gym equipment, both new and used. And I think the used market is going to get destroyed uh, with demand. So you're going to have a lot of people going there because they don't want to pay new retail rates, which is fine. But then you're not going to have a lot of inventory. I mean, you think it's tight now? It's going to get. I think it's going to get significantly tighter. I could be wrong, but uh, I think as recession hits, it's going to get yes. significantly worse. But yeah, tech in the long term, demand in the short term, and home gyms are here to stay. That's that's for darn sure. I think that market share is going to continue to steadily, slowly increase, particularly with this tech uh, this tech boom. Um, it's going to really help people with their home. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I started. Um, I started picking up just you know equipment, you know, and I just I didn't sell it, but I just used it for my own, and and then slowly I didn't need to go to a gym, and you know I try to work out out outdoors and kind of uh, you know Texas is harder, but I kind of train myself to endure the heat and the humidity. But um, this has been really interesting. Um, how do people contact you, follow you? It's, you know, this is really, uh, really entrepreneurial what you're doing. And- yeah, 
So uh, how can they do that? Yeah. So if you're interested in learning, so I, so our business model takes more of a consultative approach. So, you know, if, if you're walking into our store, I'm not interested in selling you something that's a super high margin, high money maker for us. I am more interested in, I'm, I'm completely interested in your training style, lifestyle, space constraints, that kind of thing. So, um, you'll get the same attitude from me over the phone as you will in person, which is, Hey, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. And then I'll just ask you a bunch of diagnostic questions about whether you actually need that. Um, because I, I, you know, we've, we've reached out to recently like uh, fire departments and a lot of those guys, yeah, they want, you know, squat racks, barbells and, and, and weight plates, but those guys are pretty strong anyway. Usually they just need, usually they need more cardio because they're having a heart attack running down a, you know, a long driveway. So, so, uh, so people, when people call me, which I, I love for them to, uh, you can go to freedomfitnessequipment.com and contact us. Um, I try to consult with everybody. If anybody has any questions about fitness equipment or fitness in general, I'd love to help. Uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, um, LinkedIn, TikTok. I mean, literally you name it. Uh, we've got all sorts of long and short term, short form video content. And then we've actually got a right now we've got a couple of writers writing for us that are uh, attempting to help people out with different aspects of lifting and training and, and home gym life. So yeah, uh, freedomfitnessequipment.com is probably going to be the best bet um, if you Google us and then you can uh, find us anywhere online through pretty much any of those social media channels. And feel free to call me. I, I put out my number on a couple of podcasts, so I don't have a problem with people calling me if they hear, hear this podcast. My number is 980-216-4860. And uh, that'll just route you straight to our business line, which is really just my personal self. Yeah. And for all the listeners and the audience out there, you know, hopefully you had some key takeaways from Ashton's um, talk. And, uh, you know, I certainly got a lot of interesting, you know, insights and um, and it's really interesting. Um, and I love the story of growing and scaling. So um, all of uh, Ashton's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to check them out on YouTube and all of these channels. And um, thanks so much. And we look forward to hearing about your future success. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you.